0: Welcome to the New to Jesus podcast, where we find foundational truths to help you take your first steps in your walk with Christ. Hey, this is Dan Bergman. Welcome back to the New to Jesus podcast. This episode is really special. I have a friend with me. This is the first time where we've interviewed somebody in person. And my friend is Adrian Burden, and he is an international evangelist. I first met him in college at Pensacola Christian College. And uh, Adrian, Good to have you with us.
1: Hey, man. Thanks so much for the opportunity. Love what you are doing with posting the gospel. I think it's great. I'm just a person that's watching from the stands, looking down, and then this podcast. It's an honor to be on it, man. Thank you so much for the opportunity, bro.
0: Oh, praise the Lord. Well, tell us a little bit about what you do.
1: Absolutely. So I guess, you know, trying to pass through a lot of the Jargon of some things, but pretty much it's my full-time job to be able to give the gospel, Lord Jesus Christ. Um, Lord, giving me opportunity in this type of setting to kind of do it here in the United States, and also in Central and South America and other places, but mainly those areas. I actually, just got a, a invitation, Lord willing, to be in Papua New Guinea oh, later yeah. on this year as well. So it just it just depends. But um, so yeah, I'm an evangelist. So I, you know, so the past, let me see, I guess 15 years now um, um, started. Back after college after we kinda went separate ways. The Lord gave me an opportunity to preach in South Dakota and from that to then led to other things. And so now, um, whether I'm at a local church trying to encourage believers or whether preaching some type of crusade as far as telling people by the gospel, it's my absolute honor the Lord opportunity Lord's given to me. So I guess international evangelism is the big word for it. But yeah, that's that's what I am, man. That's
0: awesome. That's awesome. Sure. Well, this podcast is geared mostly towards new believers. Uh, Sometimes people might be a seasoned Christian or at least have been a Christian for a while, but they're kind of having trouble in their walk with Christ, growing in Him, or some have just recently trusted Christ as their Savior. Um, What advice would you give to somebody who is just brand new in their faith?
1: You know, there's so many different things. So I'll probably be repeating this a lot during the podcast, so I'm <laughs> sure. gonna give my preface statement real quick before we begin, and that is, these are great questions that you are asking, and I actually think that every one of the questions you are asking are almost like a multi-part podcast in itself, sure. so, but I'm just gonna do my best to give the nutshell, kind of straight to the point type answers, even though, because even though, my tendency, unfortunately, is to overthink things, and so I'm like, well, I should have mentioned this, And and this other aspect of it, in fact, on the way here, my wife says, you know, you need that shirt. Give me time to overthink this, (laughs) because that is pretty much the way that I roll sometimes. So uh, with that being said, there's many things that could be said, and I hope that the folks that are new to faith, let me just first say praise the lord i am so excited for you the bible says you know dan that the angels in heaven rejoice when someone places their faith in lord jesus christ so let me just first be one of the first people to say I am so excited that you have made the decision to place your faith in the Lord Jesus Christ. If you have not, then I tell you what, you need to pause this podcast. <laughs> if you have questions, man, go through the place that you are on and be able to reach out to Dan or to others to be able to see how you can know for sure your way to heaven. So let me make for sure you know that first. Uh, but I guess advice um, to those who's new in your faith is understand that the word faith is a broad word, right? So usually we use use it sometimes to be like what what kind of faith do you have like sometimes it's synonymous with like are you a catholic are you a muslim what's your faith some people sometimes use that word mm-hmm. so let me just make sure you understand that when i'm saying Someone who's new to their faith, I'm saying like the faith, that's what you are saved by. You're saved by grace through faith. The Bible says that in Ephesians 2 verse 8. And because of that, I would then say, how then will the advice you give to someone who is new in their faith? So after you've placed your faith in Jesus Christ, then I would say using that word faith for just for exactly what it is, is I would say it's now time to grow in that faith faith so i'm not saying you didn't become all of a christian you were supposed to be at the moment of salvation you became a believer that's all that's necessary but in second peter chapter number two Actually, it speaks in chapter two, verse number one. It talks about adding to your faith. It says, add to your faith virtue, and to virtue, knowledge, and to knowledge, temperance. It gives a list of these things that we're adding to our faith. Now, again, this is that whole thing where I was saying you need a whole podcast for this, but adding to your faith, I would then say some practical things definitely to add to your faith. Some we'll cover up, um, cover later on in the podcast, but whatever it be that you are actively growing, you do not accidentally become strong Mm. in your faith you do not accidentally come to the point of like yeah i i know about god i know about the way he's saying in his word it just doesn't the bible does not come to you through osmosis it comes to you of you making an actionable decision to do something and i would even say hey listen to this podcast is a great step you're new to christ you're trying to grow, so you're adding to your faith. So to put it bare bones, intentional decisions would be a way to yeah. grow your faith. Now, we'll help you, by God's grace, with those intentional decisions, but I think that's going to be one of the the first things that I would mention, intentional decisions.
0: Okay, okay, sounds good. Well, To, to lead into our next topic or question, in those intentional decisions, are there some habits that you would— um encourage a new believer to form in their life or things that you've implemented in your own life that you found have helped you to grow in that faith.
1: Yeah, there's um many things obviously to help with growth, but I think when you get to the point that you need to have a relationship with the Lord, so think of it not necessarily so mystical of having a relationship, like me and you met in college. When did we meet? Was it freshman year, sophomore yeah. year? Yeah. Freshman year, we met in college. I dare say then I can't remember our first meeting when we got to talking to each other. But that was the point. We start talking yeah. to each other.
0: 21 years ago. Yeah.
1: Oh, don't say that. <laughs> <laughs> I yeah. was thinking in
0: my mind, 2002?
1: <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's true. Yes, yes, yes. Oh, Brand new year. Man. Thank you for that. But anyway, <laughs> that history lesson. But with that being said, though, it's like it didn't start unless we started communicating with each other. Yeah. How God communicates to us is through his word. Amen. How we communicate to God is through prayer. And so I would say, let me not just throw out, just pray. Let me give something that will be helpful in praying. I know it's helpful for me specifically, and that is learning about God. When I got to know Dan, I began to learn about Dan. So we like superheroes, you know, we like nerdy comic stuff we were both into like tech things well these happen by me asking a question you responding we kept talking and then it grew in the relationship right so how do i know god well obviously i gotta read his word well is it like is it not going to talk to god like what's your favorite food you know it's not (laughs) like that's gonna happen however we do learn about god through his names And I would Mm. say for Mm. me, every day of my life, I pray through names of God. There are a lot of names of God. But before I even, before I open up in prayer, I was like, okay, since everything is by faith, is God, the word of God says that you are Jehovah. Well, Mm. the Bible says Jehovah, that you are the self-sufficient one. Mm. You are the all creator. You are the alpha, the omega. Like I'm praying his name. Why? I'm getting to know God. Yeah. Like like before I even talk to you about the day, before I talk to you about anything in prayer, I'm going to acknowledge who he is. He is, you know, uh, Trying to think, Rapha, Jehovah Rapha, go through all the names of God and just highlight one each time. Mm. And as I highlight that he's the Lord, he is the Jehovah, he is king. And when I do that, it helps me to get my mind where it's supposed to be of, hold up, I'm talking to God. Yeah. Now, does that mean I can come like him, Abba Father, like Daddy Father? Absolutely. But he's still God, okay? Yeah. He has chosen to have a relationship with me. And so I would say, you know, what are some habits then for me? I would say uh, we're gonna talk later more about reading our Bible, I believe. Yeah. But but far as praying, I would say, man, get a an actual vibrant prayer life going. Cause that's really how the relationship begins. Mm-hmm. So that would be my thoughts. Yeah. I talk a lot, Dan. Oh, but you Oh, sure. Go. No, no problem. That's what it's for.
0: <laughs> I guess I'm, I'm I'm learning how to be a host. I'm supposed to like you know ask the questions and just listen.
1: Yeah, yeah. And uh, and and because because uh, we'll talk about this later on. Because I do a podcast. I'm used to being on the other side of this, <laughs> where I feel like now, Dan. Now tell us your aspect to how you feel about these things. And of course, you do. You you go ahead and implement wherever, however. Yes, I do understand that dynamic. That concept me of me have kind of figure out, do I answer this question or do I elaborate? But anyway. Yeah,
0: sure, sure. By the way, we're going to give a plug for Adrian's podcast later. We'll put it in the show notes. Um, a Burden for the Times. Uh, we'll talk about that a little bit more in depth uh, in a couple of minutes. Great. But uh, basically, to summarize kind of what you're saying, you're not going to grow in your faith without communication. Absolutely. And oftentimes, if we don't realize the one we're communicating with, would you think that having kind of a wrong view of who God is can sometimes uh, sabotage like our peace and our um, understanding in that relationship of of how God can meet our
1: needs. Absolutely. I mean, what an observation, because let's just take it back to me and you. Like, what if I heard that Dan is a terrible dad and a bad husband or whatever it is because I watched a Netflix documentary (laughs) (laughs) about Dan not being a good guy. Well, then that's going to affect our relationship, right? Yeah. And it's like, wait a second. I have the opportunity to talk to Dan. If I wanted to know these things, I could communicate directly with him before I take somebody else's word I do believe that I should be able to be bold enough to say, let's just be intellectually honest with ourselves, intellectually honest with the what takes place in our world and be like, you know what, God, show yourself to me in your word. And let that be the final say, whether then some other, bot, somebody at my school who said something dumb about God, and now I totally don't believe any of this, this is a bunch of garbage or whatever it is. So absolutely, not having a relationship is a whole, opens the door to a lot, lots of cans of worms in our life, yeah. for sure.
0: Okay, yeah, definitely. Um, you know, when people trust Christ as their Savior, sometimes they don't, struggle with certain things that others might struggle with. So for instance, um, my wife's, I think it's her great uncle, he's with the Lord now, but he used to struggle with alcoholism. He was a drunk. Hmm. And shortly after he accepted Christ as his Savior, he didn't have any desire for it, any taste for it. He he just completely changed in relation to that besetting sin. Um, Hmm. But sometimes people don't have that kind of immediate loss of desire or, um, you know, they're not delivered, I would say, from that specific um, problem in their life. What would you say to a a believer, somebody that's new in their faith, um, maybe a couple of weeks since they trusted Christ, maybe a couple of years, and they're struggling with a besetting sin, what kind of advice would you give to somebody like that?
1: Again, let I me mean, let me go ahead and throw that little that little uh, flag on the field of this is this is a big question, and I would do my best to summarize whatever I can. However, um, I'm going to start, I guess it's a counselor move, we're going to start back just a moment before I just say, here's a secret sauce to be able to fix it, because I think a lot of times we're just looking for the juice, the medicine, the medicine cabinets. Yeah, let's go ahead and get rid of this. Um, I would just, I would first ask any person that's like, you know, struggling, and even myself, when I come to a place where, wow, I'm at this corner again, you know, of my life, and I'm doing the same dumb thing repeated amount of times, is... Let me check my heart of understanding the reason why I want this besetting sin to go away. Mm. Because sometimes I think that, you know... We're not just asking God to change our circumstances, you know, because I, th- I mean, sometimes I think that's what we're doing. We're asking God just to change circumstances. So, oh, Lord, you got to stop me with being this. Uh, I have a filthy mouth or let me try to think. L- let's go with the, with, you know, a person that's drunkard and different things like that. And consistently messing up their marriage. It's messing up aspects of um, their family life. Lord, help me to stop so that I can get my family back. I think sometimes people want to get out of the consequences of their sin rather than necessarily going and saying, God, I want to stop this sin because it's grieving you. Mm. So going back to what we were saying about the, you know, a person that becoming a drunk and this ruined their family, some people come and say, Adrian, I really want to stop this. This is really hurting my family and stuff. And, And even though that's called personal sorrow, and I get that, that you want... To get your family back. So therefore, you're fine that drunkenness is a problem of not getting your family back. Now understand that's personal sorrow. Corinthians talks about godly sorrow. Godly sorrow is when I'm not just broken about my circumstances, I'm broken about my sin. Yeah. Like, meaning like I offend God when I become intoxicated and not thinking clearly, and I do things that are wrong. And that is sin. Therefore, I hate the fact. That I do that to my Creator, that that's where the start has to happen before we start getting into. Well, then what do I do to stop? What do I do to stop? Is first having the right focus, Psalm fifty-one style focus of my sin. Mm. And so I, I would say it has to start there. But as far as just, um, you know, I guess again in a nutshell, what that would be is Galatians five would be my greatest encouragement of walking the Spirit. You know, here's this is not. To sound mystical, and I wish, you know, obviously we need to come in back and talk about this more so I'm not just trying to be, you know, purposely vague, but when you find in Galatians 5, the Bible says, walk in the spirit you should not fulfill the lust of the flesh. It, it, mm-hmm. Sometimes besetting sin becomes a willpower game the most disciplined person stops sinning. Mm. Like, I'm just not going to watch that. I'm not going to see that. I'm not going to drink that. And it becomes a willpower thing. Mm. And I get it that there is an aspect of the will that has been submitted to God, and he gives us victory over that. However, my main goal, dude, is to walk with God. Like, it, sometimes we get so focused on not doing something that it's like, I'm not going to do it. I'm not going to do it. It makes it harder not to do it, you know? Yeah. Like, um Yeah, I... I Reverse
0: psychology. It
1: it really is to some degree. You know, back in the day... Um, when we would do communion at our church and they would hand out the the juice and people would drink, like the pastor would get up and say, all right, before we do this, you know, I don't want there to be, there's not supposed to be any sin in your life. And that's that's true. You're supposed to confess your sin to God before you take uh, the Lord's Supper. And I remember as a kid being like, I hated it because I would be so focused on, don't sin, don't sin. God, forgive me. God, forgive me. God, forgive me. I'd be asking God to forgive me, my mom, my dog. Like God, forgive all the sins because I don't want to have sin in my life before I take your you know, the cup. And so I, I'm drinking the cup. As soon as I drank the cup, I went like, yes, like I made it, man. My heart was clean. I, I didn't have any sin. And do you know what I did? I was so focused on what I was not supposed to do that what I was supposed to do is focus on Christ's death, burial, resurrection. I didn't even do that, yeah. <laughs> you know? And sometimes it's like, we get so focused, like, I can't do this. I can't. No, stop, stop, stop. Like, hold up. We can't focus on what you're supposed to be doing. That's why the Bible says, walk in the spirit and what will happen and ye shall not fulfill the lust of the flesh. Mm. It doesn't say the reverse. It doesn't say, ye shall not fulfill the lust of the flesh, because that means you're awesome, and you're walking in the Spirit. No, he says, <laughs> do your job, walk with me first, and do not then fulfill the lust of the flesh. Again, there's a lot that goes with it, but that's my little bit of advice. Galatians 5 all the way, and, and those aspects of besetting sins. And, and some is going to take counsel, man. It's really going to take yeah. brothers and sisters in Christ come alongside, and again, that could be an addendum for sure.
0: Awesome. So would you say then that with both of these things that we've talked about, getting things out of order really can mess up everything? If you don't understand why you uh, or who you're sinning against or who God is or why you should stop, um, then everything is kind of... Off track,
1: it does. You have the ingredients of a great pie, but you can't mix. You can't mix up the the order of how it's supposed to be done. Mm. You can't bake something before it's time. You can't, you know, use the mixer after you have it pulled out of the oven and say, "Well, it says mix it," so I'm going to take my mixer and go in the middle of my pie. You know, it's th- these are all great ingredients, but there is an order to how these things are done. And and quite honestly, even though this, the illustrations, other illustration seems kind of silly, what it does is it does negate to some degree what we are doing because it's a mindset um, that has to be to be changed within us about these things. So absolutely, the, the order is important, even though I tip my hat to those who are doing the willpower thing. But- Is that A on the list? I'm not sure. Mm -hmm. Our perspective should be A. The word walking with God should be B. You know, there should be an order uh, very specifically. So yeah, great observation for sure. Mm -hmm.
0: Because I deal with a lot of people who are struggling with like intrusive thoughts or some kind of thing, just they, they, they struggle with things popping in their head or just different things. And they become so focused on that thing that they think about it more and more and they're trying to stop. But what you're saying is just, just get your eyes on Jesus, hmm. and then, you know.
1: Yeah, and and I would just say to a listener who says that sounds so, um, oh, that you're just being so bizarrely simple, or whatever it is, don't knock it till you do it, you know. Hmm. I, I challenge you to go an entire month, and just in your heart, in your mind, you are focus that you are going to walk with God. Like, it's going to be like, God, I know I ain't perfect, but this month is going to be sure enough close to perfect as we're going to walk with you. <laughs> I'm going to make sure that nothing gets between me and you. I'm going to keep my sins forgiven. I'm going to walk with you the best I can in prayer. I'm going to be on my knees. I'm going to fall asleep on my knees if I have to. Like, mm. like have, give it one month. Mm-hmm. I challenge somebody to truly walk with God. I'm not saying that it goes away like it's nothing because there are consequences to sin. Look, if I, if I delve my mind on pornographic images and stuff for years and years, it just doesn't disappear, okay? I, that, that's, that doesn't happen. However, God can give you victory of giving divine forgetfulness of some things that mm-hmm. really have been a besetting sin in your heart and inside of your life. And I say that's the goal is keep on then walking just wholeheartedly with him. And then we learn, wait a second. To continue to live this way, to continue to have this clarity of mind, I got to do this like every day of my life. Then yeah. you learn that you're living <laughs> absolute dependence upon God, walking in faith. There we go. How about that? Oh, <laughs> what an observation. The Lord. The
0: Lord. So, yeah. in order to have that kind of divine forgetfulness or cleansing, it doesn't come by just willpower of saying I'm not going to do this, because mm. then you're kind of a slave to your own willpower needing to come through.
1: True. Absolutely true! Exclamation point to uh, like there's no even way for me to even try to you know try to reword what you said because the way that you have said it has so abundantly clear about yeah, you're, you're, that's exactly the truth, man. So awesome, well said.
0: awesome. Um, in the realm of a new believer and walking in faith, what would you say uh, is the importance level of sharing that faith with others?
1: Um, so. Hear my answer and understand that I'm coming from a, I, I am a, I believe the Bible, right? Hard, like, there's just, I have no question. So therefore, mm. with that being said, how important is share our faith? The, it's, it's so important. Obviously, it's incredibly important. But the number one reason might not be for what people think mm. is the importance of your faith because God said so, yeah. you know? It doesn't really matter. Like, There's some other practical implications, obviously. How then does it propagate? How does the world hear? Will people go to heaven or hell? Oh, yes. Yes, 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 yes. All of those are super important. But if God told me to clip my toenails every day before bed, and I didn't understand why, he still said do it. You know what I mean? So at the end of the day, my number one reason why I share my faith, the number one reason why I'm an evangelist... It's because God said so in his word clearly that those who have been redeemed by his blood are to then go forth and share what he has done in their heart and in their life. So is it important? Absolutely. So I have to make sure that's understood first. But as far as practically speaking, it's. Um, I, I think of the story back in the Old Testament about these four these four guys. They're a leper. They had leprosy. And they had uh they had to live outside the city and all the people lived in the city and they were eat they were dying of famine. This is the famine that was so bad that people were eating their own children mm. in Samaria mm-hmm. I mean it was horrible the 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 currency exchange was dove poop and literally donkey's' heads. that was the exchanging that was going on for food and for nourishment mm. It was horrible these guys to a miraculous events you should read the story in your own for sure and and uh they go out and they find all enough food to feed the entire city. Um, You probably know the story about the Assyrian army. And they go and these guys have more food they can even eat. They got more clothes than they can even wear. And so the story then goes that these guys take all this food, all this nourishment, they can feed that entire city. But they've been rejected by that city because they had leprosy. They live on the outskirts. And so the question then is this, when the guys, they got it all together and they said these words, we do not well, meaning like, Bro, how can we enjoy this? Hmm. We have more food than we can even eat. And we got our brothers and sisters over there who are dying of starvation over there. Like, how can we enjoy this? And we do not help our brothers and sisters. And I would say, it's the same thing with the gospel. How on earth Hmm. can I enjoy the peace of knowing that Christ is mine, that he is my savior and I don't tell another person. Yeah. Quite honestly, I think that some of the most people that are most unhappy are people who know they should share their faith and they just don't because of that fact of like how can I enjoy this wonderful blessing? I go back to second that 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 story and I say just like those guys, we do not well when I know this good news and I don't tell it to anybody else. So the importance of sharing your faith is astronomical because God said so, mm-hmm. but even practically, because when you look at it practically, it makes sense that if you have something that this wonderful, like when I had a restaurant that I like, guess what? I'm going to naturally do. <laughs> yeah. I'm going to tell somebody else about it, right? Yeah, so makes sense. Max and Irma's. So, so what? Oh, <laughs> yes, it's been a minute since I've been over there at Max and Irma's. I don't know <laughs> For... if it's
0: even if it's even there anymore, but...
1: huh? I did like it, because they had some good cookies, man. Oh, yeah, the cookies. cookies. They they would give them out. Anyway, sorry. (laughs) (laughs) Diverse. So
0: I'm sensing a theme with basically everything that we've been talking about, is that it's more simple and more basic of an answer than a lot of people want it to be, Hmm. and it's more of a foundational answer of just trusting who God is and what He says and putting Him first, and not necessarily worrying about all these other things that we can try and get our ducks in a row through Mm. our own power, whether it's overcoming a besetting sin or sharing our faith with people. uh, It's a whole lot more simple than, than people make it out to be.
1: You got that right. And even if you just look at the 10 commandments, right in Exodus 20, I mean, if you think about that first commandment that God gave, let's just to take the one commandment, thou shalt have no other gods before Mm. me. Like, what if we just did that? Like, like, if I didn't worship my phone more than Jesus, if I didn't worship my car more than God, yeah. if I didn't care about my good my job more than what God, you know, like if we just literally pulled that one off, you know, like wow. it would be something that would be it. So, like you said, it's it's pretty it's it's pretty straightforward. It really is. Um, but again, I think the complicating of it makes it. You know, uh, I would I would say it like this. The devil is the master of making us care about things that don't matter. Mm. So since he's the master of complicating yeah. things, like salvation, the 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 price obviously was astronomical, but the process of what Christ offers us is very simple, faith in Christ. Mm. And what has the devil done? He's complicated that very, very amazing truth to now we have a philosophies and sessions on something that is just believe, Mm. just believe. Mm. So
0: kind of reminds me of, you mentioned Galatians where Paul says, you know, having begun in the spirit, are you not made perfect by the flesh? Wow. Wow. So get back
1: to the basics, right? Yep, and he was even grieved. <laughs> he was mm. so grieved. He's like, I feel like I'm a mom having labor pains again <laughs> because of you guys consistently adding to your, fa- adding to this grace that was given to you. He's, he was so grieved by that. But yeah, you're so right. <laughs> it's, mm. it's like, it's our natural tendency because, because at the end of the day, it requires that we trust. Mm. And the thing is, we want to do something. If I told people that they drink V8 juice on your podcast and all their besetting sins <laughs> would be going away... They would go buy some V8 juice. <laughs> they start running six miles a day because they could do something. But now it's just, you have to rely upon the Lord Jesus Christ by faith. You are saved by faith. Now it's time to live by faith. And this is to trust in our Savior.
0: That's awesome. That's that's incredible. A lot of really good advice. Um, you're an evangelist. So you end up sharing the gospel, preaching uh, in churches. What advice or pointers if somebody says, okay, Adrian, you've convinced me just hook, line, and sinker. I know that I need to share my faith with people. Um, what are some pointers that you would give practically for doing that? Uh,
1: uh, a lot could be said specifically in this as far as practically how do you approach somebody? How do you talk to somebody? Do you use a track? There's a lot of things that could be said. Um, but can I go back? Back to the foundational thought process before I give my answer, and that is this: is that um, before you share your faith, let me just tell you a terrible motivator, and that is guilt. Mm. Do not share the faith your faith out of guilt. Um, if you feel so guilty that you feel you do it, like I, I, it'll work for a little while. It really will, but it won't work through the hard times when the people reject you and different things, mm. I would say just make sure that you have your faith inside of your heart. I'm not saying it has to be you have to be like a Bible scholar before you share your faith with somebody because we see that totally, totally just, you know, debunked and mapped in, in John chapter 4 with the woman at the well. But one thing the woman at the well did have was this is she believed, and she believed, okay? She wasn't shaky about this, okay? And then so it wasn't like, well, let me go tell those husbands over there. No, no, she told because she was convinced inside of her heart. So let me just always make sure that there's not like you, you, you have an understanding of what Christ has done for you and out of exuberance and joy you are willing now to share what God has given unto you. If it's um so so let me just understand that. But but as we do share our faith, I, I don't want to get too verbose as far as all these tips and tools of what you could possibly do in sharing and stuff, but let me make sure that being that walking in the spirit thing being so important that while you're walking in the spirit, you know what the Lord leads you. Yeah, you know, like I, I sit and listen to people talk on an airplane or whatever, and I'll talk to this one guy who's like I witness to every single person on the airplane. Um, yeah. when I go to the bathroom, I witness to every person. I give a track to every person at the restaurant, and um, that that is between them, the Lord, and their conscience between God. I think that's yeah. great. But one thing I learned for me, Dan specifically, is I have to depend and by faith of God's leading in my own heart Mm. and own life that there are times that I will strike up a conversation with somebody on the plane and I realize this is not the time. Yeah. This is not the time. And you can call that, people will be like, well, this, this. See, that's the point. Those voices need to be so quiet in my mind, and I'm going to let the Holy Spirit yell that if I am totally dead wrong, then I will then have to then say, Lord, I stand before you because I was doing what I believed you would have me to do. Now, yeah. there are times where it's like, Adrian, you better say something. Or I know it is absolutely wrong. Yeah, like you just see, like there's a sense. Like usually, I don't necessarily strike up a conversation when somebody has a line of fifteen people inside of my checkout line at Chick fil A, and here I am now. Let's have a conversation about your spiritual eternity, you know. (laughs) But there are times when things are slow. A person just coming by my table, and they're just kind of shooting the breeze, and it's very apparent that they got, you know, like Lord, you know, just give me, just give a word. Yeah. you know it doesn't have to be let's now explain the entire Gospel of Romans <laughs> you know no the book of Romans it doesn't sometimes work at like that it's sometimes just as simple as you know I I don't know if you have a church but I, I have a church I go to down the road it's not really far from here if you just show up it'd be great love to have you one day I don't know what God could use with that so what I'm saying is a tip for it is is don't go take my stories and emulate them mm. walk with god <laughs> and be so sensitive to him that you know his voice when he speaks that when it comes time it's like okay i believe this is what the lord have had me to do mm-hmm. this is the time for that friend that i should say something and be able to be a witness in a testimony so like i said we're going back to how simple it is yeah but walking in the spirits where it's at and then to be able to then make the decisions now I'm sure there could be classes and stuff. They have their place to help us make sure that we've honed our skills, that we are ready to know what to say if somebody asks us questions. Those are things are important. But but for where we are right now, new to Jesus podcast, I think that we need to focus on walk with God and being led of Him in that realm. Oh, that's awesome!
0: Cycle. That's awesome advice. I know that um, being in Jewish ministry for the last like ten years, sometimes you know when you get a chance to talk to a Jewish person. You're maybe the first person or second person that's ever going to have an opportunity to even just share with them the fact that you're a believer in Jesus. Um, Wow. And oftentimes, if I took that and ran with it, either out of guilt or out of my own desire to see something happen, I might ruin the opportunity that the third or fourth guy has to really you know, explain it further or sometimes end up leading that person to Christ. And I can just sabotage that whole thing because I want to push them through the gates of heaven myself.
1: And you, your observation then also brings at another point about living by faith. Mm. You have faith that Lord, I might be the one just to water this seed. And I'm trusting that you are going to then do something in the future. I do not know, but I am going to do my part. Some people want to be the one who like we gotta we gotta get this, We get through because you're gonna die right now and and again i I love the urgency, mm-hmm. but i I don't know when it happened specifically on a date on a calendar, the day that evangelism was traded in for gentleness. <laughs> mm-hmm. you know mm-hmm. it's like we became so forward that we lost what it meant to just be a light for Christ as far as just being a gentle, just nice human being, you know? And uh, I'm not saying that the message is not urgent. It is, but I can give it in a loving way. You're telling me Jesus was most loving. He was the example, but I don't see him being a jerk, Yeah, you know? And so with with that being said, yeah, what you're saying about the Jewish friends, it's like you're playing the long game. And with that being the sense is that's living by faith is playing the long game. Yeah,
0: wow. So for people that, like me, like I'm, I'm partially OCD. Like I can concentrate on different things or get bent out of shape. Like if something happened over there in the corner of the room, like I would lose my attention, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Take you out for a second. I get very easily uh, distracted. Um, And I just got distracted. (laughs) There's an illustration. I had to switch my screen back on.
1: Um, You got to keep that in. Don't edit that out. That's beautiful. Okay. I'll keep that in there. (laughs)
0: So for people that are like me that in their Christian life can get distracted by all these different things that they feel like, okay, I need to do this. I need to do that. I need to focus on this. I need to fix this problem. You're saying, just stop all of that. Focus on knowing God and walking with him Hmm. and everything else. Like All these questions so far come back to that answer of walking with God, living by faith. And, and trusting him.
1: Yeah, and I'll even quote, I see on your table there that you have a Craig Rochelle book. I quote him a good bit, mm. and um, I think he made this statement, if I can get it right. He says, if the devil cannot destroy you, he will distract mm,
0: you. I remember that.
1: He can't, he'll distract. And I think it's a great quote, because it's one of those things where, yeah, um, you he might not necessarily get you to divorce your spouse, but he can get it, distract you so bad that you're a terrible spouse. Mm. You know, like if you can't destroy the main goal, like we sometimes avoid the main big things, you know, that sometimes we're still not doing what we're supposed to do anyway. Yeah. <laughs> so it's about the same <laughs> if you look at it. For sure, so, for sure. Anyway, some food for thought. Do yeah, you, you definitely. Them? Lots of good things.
0: Yeah. What advice would you give to a new believer as far as um, the importance of getting plugged into a good church?
1: Um sure. and again, start forgive Adrian being the the, the person who's going to be start super simple, but number 1, God said so, okay? Right. <laughs> we can argue all day um uh, and different things, but the the church is that group of believers that meets together. Forgive this, you know, big college word, but ecclesia all it simply means is the called out ones, the ones who have believed on the Lord Jesus Christ, that group. Mm. I just I you know, shy away, especially in this context with the word church, because there's some people that hear the word church and they're reminded of hurt. Something terrible mm-hmm. happened at church. Mm-hmm. Some people sadly have been abused in church. And none of those things represent the Savior Jesus Christ. And it is saddened, right? Mm-hmm. It's saddening that what we see. So understand that that group, that God does command that the group comes together in some way, shape, or form. This group of believers comes together. And so the importance of church cannot be overlooked in fact you mentioned your question was i think it was getting plugged into a church yeah because the purpose of the church obviously isn't just so you know you do meet you do worship the lord but god's giving you a set of gifts specifically to you to be able to be a help and a blessing to the body Mm -hmm. You, you know there are like i would say that okay so my gift to the church you know that God has given to me is he gave pastor, teachers, he gave evangelists, mm. and that evangelist, all he is is a fancy word for get to the church that means that I'm supposed to use my giftings that the Lord's given to me to speak to people, to do these different things, to be able to help the body of the Lord Jesus Christ. Mm. So... Every single one of the people that have come to Christ, the New to Jesus podcast listeners that new to Christ or they you've been in Christ, understand this. You have a set of gifts that are unique to you as your fingerprint mm. that God has given to you, and those are not just given to you for no reason. All of your life circumstances have been given to help somebody else. Like, there have been some that God has brought you through something horrific. There's some that God's brought you through cancer. Mm-hmm. You've had cancer, you've been diagnosed and now you're in remission. God brought you through that more than just so that you could ring the bell at the end of your journey, which Mm -hmm. is a blessed thing to do. He gave you that so that now you can use what he's given to you, the grace he's given to you to help somebody else within the body Mm -hmm. of Christ. This is why we're not supposed to do this alone because there is the sufficiency that he's given in this group of believers that this ecclesia, this grouping, this church, there is a purpose. There is a method to this sometimes seeming madness of people getting together, but that's what the gospel does. It reconciles us to God, and then it does something also amazing. It reconciles us to each other. Mm. Dan, you're a sinner. I'm a sinner. How do two sinners get along, man? (laughs) I mean, that doesn't work. It's a miracle. It is. It is, and it only works because of christ Mm. and the gospel there like what other tell me another place i challenge your listeners with this is tell me a place where people who don't have anything in common gather together except for one thing of jesus you know Mm. like if i go if i hang out at the hilton diamond club you know their little resort places right What do people usually have in common? They usually have a status of life or whatever it is. People like to be around people who are like them. But the beauty of church is that's where you meet people that, like I used to go to a church where everybody was a a country bumpkin, right? Mm -hmm. (laughs) I mean, they ate beaver. Literally, they eat beaver (laughs) for potlucks. We had nothing in common. I, <laughs> I've, I've, like... I've had
0: that. <laughs> Beaver
1: stew. Oh, really. See <laughs> at, a, at a potluck. Yeah, exactly, it's where it's like, I don't really have anything in common except for Christ, yeah. and it's enough. Yeah. It's enough, yeah. you know and it's just a beautiful thing As I travel across the country and the world. That I can land somewhere, go to some village church in the middle of Sigua and I'll sit in a service, and there's automatically a connection that we have, mm. not because, oh, I represent this company. No, I'm a believer, and mm. that is a beautiful thing. That is the ecclesia, and so it's super important to get plugged into a church.
0: Oh, praise the Lord. It's interesting, just the angle that you gave on it is almost kind of <laughs> not asking what the church can do for you, but what you can do in and through the church for the Lord.
1: That's to the point. Exactly. And once you get into that world and being able to see that God can use your gift. Obviously there's a sense of purpose just from a practical human standpoint as well, but it also is just a blessing when you, you find no greater joy. When I see people who are like, they retire and they think that as soon as I retire, that I'll do my purposeful thing that I want to do or whatever it is. And do you know what many times you find? If you just use your gifting Mm. within the body, you talk about a sense of purpose and belonging and everything is right there because Forgive the hyperbole of the statement, but that's what you were created to do. Mm. <laughs> it's, mm. That's the point, yeah. is that when you come to faith in Christ, you now want to glorify Him. How do you glorify Him? You glorify Him in His body, in His bride. How do you do that in a church? And you apply yourself and use your giftings. When you bring the teens to different events, when I've seen you at different events, mm-hmm. you're using your giftings in the body to be able to then say, God, I want to be used for your honor, for your glory. Given the gospel as a digital evangelist like this, you're using your giftings for the body, and that's how God uses it. It's amazing.
0: Oh, praise the Lord. So with that idea of church, there's like so many different churches under the sun. Mm -hmm. Um, Our listenership is from all over the place, all different kinds of backgrounds. Um, And I get questions often about what kind of church... I should attend, what kind of church or type of church would you recommend and why um, to people that have maybe never even, you know, put their toe in the water of, of, of trying to get plugged into an ecclesia, a called out group of, of believers?
1: Yeah, and 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 again, the reason I'm repeating this statement is because in case somebody kind of fast forward in and out and stuff, mm-hmm. this is a nutshell answer. Again, we I, I would love to talk even further about what kind of church.
0: Definitely,
1: um, I'm sure that people would probably ask me specifically. So, Adrian, what kind of church do you go to then? Which is which would be a natural question, and I'm going to still give my answer. But I do attend a Baptist church. Um, I go to at churches that are Baptistic. Usually have that kind of thing, and mm-hmm. and I know that's fancy wording for some people because you see there are some churches like here in Raleigh, there's the summit where there's not necessarily a word. There's the the believer's house, the word of God. I'm just thinking of other places that are here. So mm-hmm. it's kind of hard because everything that has a steeple on top of it and has a cross, <laughs> it's kind of hard to say. So um, there are a lot of things I would look for if I were then looking for a church, and since you're in a wider range of people um, that you're speaking to, I'm just going to give one. I'm not going to give a list. I'm Mm going to give one, okay? Okay. And I would say, no matter what church you go to, I would want to know without a shadow of a doubt that there are some things that we don't have to be all about, you know, I'm sure me and Dan, we came from the same college. Those are a lot of things we have in common belief-wise. But, um, but there are some people that like might disagree upon the things that happen in the book of the Revelation, mm-hmm. the book of Daniel. You know, these are big books. Uh, some people have different ideas how that goes down. I can live with that. I can worship with an ecclesia, and we don't see eye to eye um, about some of those things. They see this passage is this, and this passage is that. That's fine. But one thing where it's non-negotiable, and that's the gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ. Mm-hmm. It can't be fuzzy. Mm-hmm. It can't be just, well, Jesus is, you know, like, he's really good. But, you know, there's some <laughs> other people that are all, no, 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 no. There is no one who breathes the ethereal air of God, <laughs> okay? Mm-hmm. He is preeminent. Like, there can't be any type of wiggle room about the Bible and and whether or not it is God's Word. There are just mm-hmm. some things, some people would say, like that are fundamental, mm-hmm. like, at the grassroots of this. And I would just highlight, for one, I don't care what you call your church. I really don't. However... When I talk to the one who's delivering the word mm. and I want to ask him a question, I went to a church a while back, this is years ago, I was asking this guy, I said, hey, I'm considering your church and stuff. I was, um, I was like, hey, let me just, so can you just explain me a couple of things? Like, let's just say that I didn't know anything about God and stuff. Um, how would you say a person goes to heaven when they die? And uh, how would you say a person can know God? I just, a broad question. And he had his buddy with him. I think he was the assistant pastor or whatever it was. And he said, oh, I love this question, young man. And he was a very energetic guy, right? And he was like, oh, what a great question. Great question, young man. I tell you, God is so awesome. God is, I tell you, he's the whipped cream on my Sunday when I'm going out to eat. (laughs) I tell you that God is the lightning in my storm. When I get dark and the other guy's over on the other side, he's going like, "Mm -hmm, mm-hmm, ooh, yeah, yeah. (laughs) Yeah, like, Like he's a singing with him while he's talking. And he's like going through all these descriptions of how awesome God is. And then he finishes up and I'm like, okay, okay. (laughs) We got that out of the way. Now, can you tell me maybe from the Bible this time, how basically we sometimes we can get to the point where we can know all so many cliches Mm -hmm. that we don't talk about anything. Yeah, Dan, I could go to any church in the world, no matter what their belief system is and say, God is the whipped cream of my Sunday. And they, if they believe in a God, they'll be like, ah ha, ha i like that. That, that. that 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 speaks to me. But I'm not saying anything. Mm. I would have to go to a church that says something, and that something, the only something they got, has to come from the Bible. Yeah. So I would say, if anything else, um have a good conversation with those who are in the leadership. Mm-hmm. And if you can't have that conversation, well, that number one is a problem. But number two, when you do have that conversation, just make sure there's understanding that we know who Jesus is, what he did, and understand there's no wiggle room on the gospel.
0: Mm-hmm. That's so good. I think every single one of these questions, including that one, come back to the topic of the foundational things matter. The yes. foundational things are what's important. And uh, being able to realize that the word of God needs to be preeminent, that the gospel, it, there's no wiggle room. There's no negotiating. Wow. You know, it's not Jesus plus Mary. It's not Jesus plus being a good person. It's, it's Jesus on the cross. And uh, seeing those things, wow, that's, that's really good. And I think it really helps our listeners to be able to understand and see those things on the bottom shelf, in a very understandable and simplified way, which almost seems too simple compared to people that have understood, you know, religion and all of those things for decades. Um, I know that my mother-in-law, she used to work for a podiatrist who grew up Catholic, and she was trying to describe the gospel to him, and he kept on saying, I wish I could believe that. It just sounded like it was too simple, Hmm. too good to be true. Um, thankfully, praise the Lord, that man, he, he now is a believer in praise Christ. The Lord. Uh, but it took a while for him to work through those things uh, the simplicity that's in the gospel, the simplicity in our relationship with the Lord. Uh, I would think that if you can't take anything else away from this podcast, the idea of how simple our relationship with God is and should be, and being able to focus on those simple and foundational things.
1: Those simple things will keep us busy enough. Those wow, really will. Wow.
0: Now, some interesting things have happened in the last couple of years in our country and really around the world dealing with racial tension. And there's been things in the Christian world um, that you have begun to speak into Mm -hmm. about different things that go on. Um, Your podcast, A Burden for the Times, uh, speaks to a, a clarifying conversation about culture and race. And by the way, If I can give a plug uh, for Adrian's podcast, it's just amazing. I've never had a podcast that I've listened to that I've been so educated by about things that I did not previously know or understand. Mm. And to tell you the truth, I have withdrawal in like the weeks between when your podcast is not <laughs> airing.
1: <laughs> I appreciate uh, that. That's not necessary for you to say, but I do appreciate it. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah. He
0: didn't pay me to say that. Um, but um, a Burden for the Times mm-hmm. uh, podcast, a com. Uh, there is so much more that is unpacked there with Adrian and, and his brothers, and you all don't always agree, right? No,
1: we do not. No, we do not. Yeah, he jokes about <laughs> it, uh,
0: having a t-shirt made for his brother that says, I disagree, right?
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah that's to be a good idea. I should have got that for him for Christmas. Oh, that that would have been be a good. great idea, actually. So, <laughs> And you know.
0: then and then his brother Aaron is kind of in between, you know? He's, He's the, the peacemaker. F- yeah. He's, <laughs> so, so in another nutshell fashion, yeah. uh, and it's probably a big ask or hard to do for you to fit it in or whatever, um, but what would you say to believers, new and old, how they can shine in the midst of this racial tension? And maybe it's the first time that they've ever heard about this topic. I know that when I uh, found your podcast, there was a lot of things that were brand new to me that were just eye-opening.
1: Yeah. Yeah, and this is I would say the podcast and I appreciate the plug very much and I appreciate the opportunity to even say something because it helps me to clarify um, some things that some the podcast gets labeled for in different things. Mm-hmm. So, um tensions the name of the game, sadly enough, whether it's political tension, red team versus blue team, the mm. team that hates both teams, like whether whatever it's always tension, sadly enough. And during 2020, when racial tension was at its height um, to some degree, it just looked and it was like, wow, I think there's a lot of misunderstanding. So the premise of the podcast is, my brothers, if you're not watching the video Portion of this podcast and New to Jesus. I'm a black guy and I grew up in North Carolina. Obviously, my brothers are black as well. And the premise is we are three black guys that grew up in white spaces. And uh, now we also minister in white spaces, church ministry specifically. And because we ministered in that law this long in it, it just was I think that there are some people that are doing things and I don't think they're meaning to be offensive, but. It really is not communicating what they're thinking. Mm. So for example, which I won't give a time frame because I don't want to, I have a a preacher that's probably one of my favorite preachers and he just mentioned this recently. And this was a good example. It's where I bring up on the podcast and it kind of gives a little bit of a snapshot idea he was talking. He was preaching about doing God's will for your life and making sure that you obey him and whatever he would do. And, he's, and he gave the, the illustration. He said, I know some of you young people are very apprehensive about doing God's will for you because you think if you do God's will, it'll be something horrible. Like he'll tell you to go to the deepest, darkest jungles of Africa and serve him the rest of your life. And you really don't understand that God's will is something so great. Now, now, uh, now and then he kept on speaking, and I and I know what he means, and I understand clearly. I've grown up in the, in a white space for a long time. However, I do understand this as well that if you take a time and just say, "Hey, let's pause that clip for just a moment, Pastor," and tell that pastor or that evangelist, "Hey, can can you can you, let, let's let's clarify something now? You and you're I don't think you meant to, but you made it sound like." Africa, the deepest, darkest jungles of Africa, would be the worst place on earth. Now, what if you were from Africa and you knew it had its challenges of places but you consider it a land of beauty, Mm -hmm. you know? Like, what if I said this and put it in context? I tell you, God's will for you, Dan, isn't as bad as you might think. God, God, you thinking that God's will is so horrible that he's gonna ask you to go and minister in the deepest, darkest places, cities of Alabama. Like, you know what I'm saying? It's like, like, it would seem out of place for me to say that. And if you didn't like Alabama, it's fine, right? But if you were from Alabama, you would feel a little bit taken back, like, I mean, I know Alabama ain't perfect, but come on, it's not that bad. Yeah. And and so what I'm saying is usually there are statements made in majority culture that I don't think are trying. People are trying to be mean mm-hmm. or trying to be upsetting, but they're communicating something to some other cultures that might be a little bit more offensive than what they think. So all we do is try to have a conversation on things, not quite like that, but just things in general of one of the Best, you've probably given one of the highest compliments. And that was that about the podcast, it just makes you think differently about things you've already heard. That's the whole point, is we are not claiming that this is right, but those who have grown up in white spaces, here are three guys, we're on your team. You know, I I work at a church that's primarily a white congregation. I'm on your team, right? I function here and use my giftings, and I feel a part of my gifting is, hey, sometimes you might just want to say that differently. So... Mm the podcast just opens our eyes, things about culture and race. And so you ask, how you let your light shine for Lord Jesus Christ is, um, well, the Bible talks about loving your neighbor. And as we understand that is obviously, that's the law, loving God, love your neighbor is a law summed up. But uh, love your neighbor means sometimes you got to know your neighbor, bro. Mm. You know, and I think the podcast this really just helps you to how to let your light shine. How to let your light shine It's getting to know your neighbor a little bit better. I am not going to love you the way that you think you should be loved. Dan, you sh- I'm going to give you a Taco Bell gift card because, you know, like you should love that. You should be happy. Uh, Not taking into account that you could have an allergy to Taco Bell. I mean, I think for allergen menu people, that's a terrible place to eat because everything has eggs and dairy, you know. Yeah. But what I'm saying is like I can't create in my mind what should make it that you feel loved. I think I should take the time to say if I care about Dan I will learn. He has two sensitivities. Oh, so if I'm going to get him a gift, I should fill in the blank. Mm. And so a group of people that maybe you might not have ministered to or been able to help in the past, I just said the podcast helps people understand a broader understanding of who their neighbor is. Mm. So that would be the in a nutshell.
0: That's awesome. That's really good. I know that um, dealing with Jewish ministry and my dad's Jewish mm. and with Jewish background, if I take, and oftentimes I do in my mind, the things that you're talking about with the way that it can make certain people feel— you know, black people feel. Um, and I transpose that to how would I feel if somebody said, you know, you don't have to do, you know, horrible things for God. You don't have to go to the deepest, darkest, you know, uh, cities in Israel. You yeah, know yeah. what I mean? Like yeah. to a Jewish person, you know, nobody else's radar is going off, but to a Jewish person, that's, you know, offensive and needlessly offensive, Need- especially, Beautiful. especially when we're trying to communicate the love of our savior to people that, you know, are marginalized or, um, are not the majority.
1: Wow. In fact, you inspired an entire podcast for the future. Oh, Needlessly offensive. Yeah. That is the word is there's no need. Like y- your illustration is not hurt at all. If you just leave Africa out of it, yeah. you know, just, just, just leave certain things out until needlessly offensive. Wow. Mm. How, how I love that because it's many times there's many things that are just, you know, um, that are just pointless, that doesn't really just thrust forth the Word of God, because the only thing that's timeless is definitely that. So, yeah, and, and again, to speak to it, what the podcast does is open my eyes to like how you're talking about the Jewish thing. So I went to your podcast about the uh, about Hanukkah, mm. and it's like I saw on Facebook or whatever that you had a menorah lit or something like that, mm-hmm. and it just made me think, like, I don't know anything about this. Mm. So I put it in my queue, and I'm like, I got to hear Dan talk about Hanukkah, you know, from his perspective, from his understanding, because then it also opens my eyes that, yeah, I have a little bit of understanding upon black culture and different things like that, but it also makes me more aware that there's a ton of other people that are inside of our communities and worlds and neighbors that I could be purposely pointlessly offending just because I don't understand. I didn't really, I mean, I saw it on the calendar of happy Hanukkah. You know, I heard it in songs, you know, usually referencing a joke or whatever it is, but I I just like, but to learn about it, that's where it's at. So anyway, so I love Mm. how you take it and you compare the two together, the podcast and that as well. Mm, Praise the
0: Lord. I'm very excited for what the Lord has for you for the future. Amen. And I'm I'm, I'm glad that you're here. Um, Is there any... Um, kind of resource or book or something that you would recommend to a new believer uh, that might be a blessing to them to try and grow in their walk with Christ?
1: Absolutely. And in, in fact, I love how you end off just giving some practical homework, so to speak, that if you're really serious about it, Hey, there's some steps to be able to take. And uh, I, I recommend for those on the video feed, I'm going to go ahead and put it up here, but it's a Tony Evans Bible commentary. Um, Obviously, I hope that you have a Bible. And if you have a Bible, obviously, it's super important that you start reading and learning. Um, and I would find that this, this Bible commentary, it, he, like if in the heavier parts of Scripture, obviously, it gets deeper. You might not want to start in Ezekiel. You know, there are some books that you might want to maybe just Matthew, Mark, Luke, John in the New Testament, but his commentary just kind of gives a little, it's like having a friend over your shoulder and just kind of saying, you know, you just read that little portion right there. Here's, here's a little bit of an understanding, some background, um, because many times to me before, like if you ever hear me preach, before I even start preaching, I will usually take a good amount of time to tell you what is happening. Mm. You just do not plop your Bible open and act like you know exactly what's happening during that time. What's going on? Who is Jesus talking to? Mm-hmm. If I said I heard Dan say, I hate you, and I just went around telling people, I heard Dan say I hate you, hmm. you have no context. Mm-hmm. You don't know what he's talking to. He could be talking to a, a rat running around his room, <laughs> you know, like <laughs> like we don't know. You gotta know what's going on. Yeah, you know, and so a commentary really helps with that. Mm-hmm. And I do recommend him. I recommend his preaching, he's very practical. And just a little book um, that, I don't know, I just keep it around. It's mm. Bible Answers for Every Need. There's many different versions of this. They're very inexpensive as well. The reason I like it is because it's so full of Scripture. Because um, like So let me just open up. So we were just talking just a minute ago about the church, mm. Okay. And all it has is scripture verse, scripture verse, scripture verse, scripture verse about the church. Hmm. Then it just, so if I'm reading this, for this cause, I bow my knees unto the Father, Lord Jesus Christ, of whom the whole family in heaven and earth is named. Huh? I want to learn more about that. Well, then go to Ephesians three. You just started a Bible study, my friend. You know, basically (laughs) it's just, you go from here and it just kind of just, you know, sometimes you're like. I don't do a devotional plan for the year. It's weird for some people. They, they read through the Bible, they do the year and stuff. I've done so in the past, mm-hmm. um, but for me, I'm so scattered that like I usually switch my Bible plan every three months or so, mm. and so as I do, I want to study something. So if I want to find something that I looked at a verse, I don't want to be hindered by a plan that's like, you know what, I'm going to take three months and just study it out Mm. and that's what i do so i just had a thought just come today i told my wife i'm gonna have to study that out so during my devotional time that's what i do i'm just gonna study you know for that time So, so anyway so i just recommend that these these uh verses and scriptures boost up that study of like oh i was just thinking about that during church i thought about that write it down I'm going to go back and look at that. Mm. And then just keep in mind that, wow, if I actually lived out the good intentions that I've had of studying the Bible, we'd be doing pretty good with our walk with the Lord. And mm. I want to live out every good intention of like when I think of something, one of the top phrases I hear on the road is, you know what, Brother Adrian? I haven't studied that out, but I plan on doing that. Uh. It's one of the top things. we least never do. We mm. least don't. So now it's like every time I, I make that statement, I write it down. I, you know what? I don't know really what I think about. Fill in the blank, wow. I need to study that out, write it down so you don't forget, wow. and things like that help us out. That's good, sure. that's good.
0: No. Um, I brought a book, I get asked a lot of times, different people dealing with different things in their Christian walk. And uh, this book by Craig Rochelle, Winning the War in Your Mind, it actually talks about some of the things uh, that we talked about uh, here. When um, you know you're struggling with different things and you just try and get rid of it that's not the answer. Um, It's kind of like struggling with your own willpower to try and stop sinning or try and get closer to the Lord. Um, In Craig's book, he talks about replacing the lie from Satan with a truth from God's Word. Hmm. Um, And I think that as we've talked about the foundational things, who God is, you know, praying God's names and and, and learning who He is when we are going to approach Him and communicate with Him, realizing the foundational um just weight of the word of God and just simple obedience to it. And Satan tries to like to distract us and 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 complicate all of those things to get our eyes off of what's really important. Um so all of these things that you've brought, the commentary, I mean context is is key. I heard somebody sure. say at one point um that there's three keys to interpreting scripture context context and context <laughs> so, <laughs> i
1: like it yeah i like it <laughs> but i appreciate i
0: appreciate that book that you uh that you mentioned also mm. with B- bible answers and and the way that you uh the way that you study and have your devotions i've never heard of anybody doing that before but it seems like wow that would be interesting just to kind of instead of having some kind of list that you're going through out of you know duty following what the spirit prompts you to in your in your reading to to go further I
1: was about to say and you- you nailed it that's when it that's when it stopped and and I'm not opposed to that some it works really good for some people mm-hmm. it's just that I found three months in. I really wanted a fresher change to sure. some degree, but I kind of muscled through or whatever, yep. and then I would muscle through and then study something I wanted to study and I'm like, well I could just make that <laughs> the focus of studying what I'm studying right. So right now I'm studying Isaiah 1. Mm. I'm like, I don't really know too much about Ezekiel and Isaiah and those guys. So wow. I'm studying Isaiah and wow. I'm just going to go through it and it's taking me a long time on chapter number 1, but it's fine. And then, oh, can I throw this other tip as well? Please. Let me to the to the community. And is um, also have a drive-through devotional plan as well mm. because there are some days where you can sit down and have your meal and there are some days that you have to get it quickly because life, something happens. Mm. And I would say my drive-through plan typically is Dwell. It's an app oh. on the phone and I mm-hmm. love Dwell and it's usually I listen to the Bible reading instead of reading it for that day mm-hmm. or whatever it is. But basically, you just have a plan that if, whoa, the kid got sick and I'm heading to the thing, I don't want to just, well, I can't do my devotions and I can't set out all my study gear, so I can't just do it. No, 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 no. You have a plan already in place that if things get rushed beyond your normal control, you got a plan, and dwell is my plan, that I'm in the car, I can put my AirPods in, in, and I can then listen to the chronological order of the Bible is the one I'm doing for that. So I listen to that in the chronological order, and I do that. And then more days than, than not. Sometimes in expectations, an early morning morning plane ride or whatever it is throws things off. And I don't yeah. want to just be like, well... You know I tried, God. No, I have a plan for that. So I would say always have a drive-through plan. That's what I call it. Have a drive-through mm-hmm. plan of what you should do as well, um, just, just to kind of throw out there when you're doing it. But let me also second your book, Craig Rochelle's Win the War in Your Mind. Excellent book. Went through that book too as well. And uh, he even gets a physiological side of mm-hmm. the brain as well, mm-hmm. which I think is extremely helpful. Something that's often ignored is the physiological problems that we have you know, as well as the spiritual side, I think he does a good well, way of handling them both. So, oh, praise the, the Lord!
0: Wow, well, this has been this has been great. This has been really yeah, helpful. How can people, if they want to know about you further, we mentioned the podcast. If you want to give a plug for that again, or the way that they can contact you uh, with any questions, you know furthering what you've said already.
1: Absolutely. Um, if you go to burdenministries.com, so burden, is just like it sounds like a heavy load, a burden, B-U-R-D-E-N, mm. burdenministries.com, or just Google my name, Adrian Burden. All the contact info is there. In fact, the link to the podcast is there too as well. Um, but more so, I, I mean, I do love the podcast, do enjoy the podcast, obviously side of it. Um, but even if you just listen to, if you go to the YouTube page or different things, um, uh, there's Different links or playlists for sermons and stuff. Um, I, I just say this: if whatever per, a person that is following after the Lord and that is preaching His Word faithfully, man, just get just just try to load yourself up. I love listening to preaching, mm-hmm. and it helps me you know, and different things, and so I encourage you as well that you consider doing that same thing. So like I said, if I could be of help along the lines, you know, give a plug for myself. I'm just a guy, but I'm a guy who just loves the Lord, and if I can be a help, I'd love to help, but as far as anything else, just just walk with God. This, if there's anything from this episode, um, just, keep that, just keep that in the focus, is just have a vibrant, real relationship with your Lord now that you have come to Christ.
0: Oh, wow, wow. I can't top that for a closing. <laughs> well, thank you, brother. It's been great having you. My honor. Yeah. And uh, God bless you, and and uh, we'll be praying for your ministry. And if, if you want to look more into Adrian's ministry, you can go to his website, uh, check out his podcast. He has a sermon on, on YouTube talking about the blind spot of prejudice. That's just an incredible one. Mm. Uh, he's one of my favorite preachers. <laughs> I appreciate so God bless it. you, Adrian.
1: Well, I have only one prayer card in my office, and it's Dan Bergman posting the gospel. So oh. I appreciate what you do, man. Oh, praise the so. Lord. <laughs> well, it's been great having you. Absolutely, sir. Yep. Yes, sir. Thank you.
0: Thank you so much for listening to the New to Jesus podcast. You can go to our website, New to jesus.com that's new the number two jesus.com if you'd like to find me on social media you can find me on instagram and tiktok at danielbergman 99 and if you'd like to rate and review this podcast on itunes that helps us to get in front of more people to help them take their first steps as new believers
1: in jesus